You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join JD as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build the foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. We have Joseph Vyrie on the call. Joseph, I really appreciate your time. And uh, we're going to tackle something that's uh, near and dear to everybody's heart and is usually very riveting, is how we can save some money on taxes. Thanks, but, JD, uh, for having me. And yes, we are going to show your listeners how they can can do that exactly. Yes. So um, with that, I wanted to make sure that we point everybody to your website right off the bat. So head over to ustaginc.com. I'll make sure to include those link, that link in the show notes, but is there any other place that you prefer to have people contact you? That's the best place. Yes. Go right to the website. So we're going to tackle something that uh, can get pretty deep in the woods. So we might slow down on a couple of things just to define a couple of terms. And, and so we understand how this works. But in a nutshell, we're going to be talking about accelerating depreciation um, and through cost segregation. Um, so before we start with anything, we better define what cost segregation actually is. Okay, fair enough. Uh, it's a weird, it, it's a unusual topic in that. Um, yes, I, I have my feet in a couple different worlds. One is engineering, one is accounting and IRS regulations. Um, and uh, what we do is, is an engineer-based study. And what cost segregation to make the very high level is you hit the nail on the head as we accelerate the depreciation. Depreciation uh, using straight line, which most accountants will do, is simply for residential properties, uh, is, is simply dividing by 27 and a half years. So you, you, whatever you paid for the, the um, property, we don't care what the uh, fair market value is, it's what you pay for it, less the land. Land is not a depreciable asset. Divide that by, get a calculator and you're, you're, you're a young person can do this, divide by 27 and a half years. And that's the expense that the IRS allows each property owner to take every year. And when I say expense, the concept is the IRS recognizes that you're using up your building as you own it. Mm -hmm. Now that's easy for an investor to, to figure out because they're going to need carpet every three, four, five years. So you know you're using up your building. But uh, the IRS takes this to, to more of an extreme, meaning that they're going to give you the ability to, to um, use up or, or expense your building through time uh, for residential. And, and the answer to the question of why 27 and a half years, I have no idea. For commercial buildings, meaning everything but residential, it's 39 years. So you can just do the math and figure out you're getting a very small expense every year by using straight line. However, the correct way is to break out the personal property and the land improvements, and that accelerates this process. And the land improvements are, are, um, are 15 year items. The interior of the building is five years and the interior of the building, which is personal property are items like countertops, cabinets, flooring, window coverings, accent lighting. 
And there's hundreds and hundreds of, of uh, components of the building that fall into personal property. And there are hundreds of, of components outside, like sidewalks, landscaping, irrigation, fencing, uh, improvements like swimming pools, jacuzzis that are built in the ground, those kind of jacuzzis um, that are land improvements. And so if you put the land improvements of 15 year, the interior five year, and you're going to have your core building of 27 and a half year, which is the foundation, the walls, the windows, the doors, that won't, that'll still be there. But if you can combine the personal property with the real property, you get the effect of accelerating your depreciation expense. So, you know, I see how this could really benefit, especially somebody with a, with a multifamily property. Would this also work for somebody who's buying single family homes? Yes. We do both um, $500 million buildings to your single family home. And, and starting back when I first started in 2008, we all um, conformed, well, any reputable engineering company conformed to the audit technique guidelines by the IRS. Uh, that were published in 2004. And basically, if you go and, and you look at the different, um, if you look at the different methodologies that they recognize, the number one methodology is the detailed engineering approach. That means that the um, engineer or one of our staff would have to go to the building. So I would have to fly to Washington or, or Florida or, or Maine, and I have to measure all of the property and I have to photograph the property and then the engineer has to take the plans and all the information we gather and they do the report. Well, as you can imagine, that's expensive. Mm -hmm. So we've also developed about five years ago, a statistical analysis that the engineer can do using um, pictometry software, meaning satellite software. And we can look at the building, get the information we need to accelerate the depreciation without having to go to Kansas and, and look at the building. And because of this, we can do these studies for hundreds of dollars, not thousands of dollars. So, so if the building has a basis of 500000 or less, we can model that building. If it's over, we have to do the detailed engineering approach. Sure. No, and I, that was going to lead me to my next question is like, at what point do you decide whether the return on investment is there to do this type of acceleration? But you pretty much answered that. Um, if you manage well, we to pull this off, what we what we do is we we provide a, a no cost estimate. So here's sure. the analysis. It's very simple, but here's Joe's analysis. We look at at how much I'm going to give you in accelerated depreciation and how much you're going to save in income taxes. We quote you the fee, and then basically, what I like to 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 um, to present is a minimum of ten times the fee. So if I charge you, I'm going to make this up five hundred dollars. I want you to save at least 5,000. If you save sure. under 5,000, Joe will tell you, don't do it. Now, some uh, clients, they say, if I pay 500 and I say 4,000, good enough for me. Well, that's your decision. I think 10 times whatever I charge you. So if I charge you for a full detailed study, $3,000, I would want you to save in your pocket 30 grand. Mm -hmm. And I don't charge for the first round. I, I, I do the estimate at no cost. Sure. Can you get, give us a real world example of how this worked for one of your customers? And, sure. and yeah. yeah and, and what kind of, if we could focus on maybe a single family home, because a lot of people, that's kind of where they start when they get into real estate investing. And we will do just one 
home or we'll do a portfolio. So if you have one home, let's say that you purchase it for $120,000 and you allocate. Now, we're not land appraisers, so we don't know what the land is. I can give you my opinion on what you should allocate to land. One of the best is by using the tax assessor's allocation, but sometimes they're really wrong. So, you know, you got to look at it. So basically, if we look at the tax assessor and he says, oh, the the land should be $20,000. So now I have $100,000 to work with. Mm $120,000 minus $20,000 is $100,000 for the building. And basically, if you divide by uh, 27 and a half years, that's like $3,300 expense. I will tell the client, or or not I will tell, but in a real um, study, I will probably carve out about $33,000 for um, accelerated depreciation. So that means you're going to get a $33,000 expense or write-off against your income taxes if you accelerate the the, uh, depreciation for for that tax year, which is tax year, like if you bought it in 2020 and you're on extension, that would be tax year 2020 income taxes. I would give the owner $33,000 um, accelerated depreciation expense. That's sure. how it works. And, and it just depends on the building. So when I say we have to estimate, we have to look at each building separately. And so mm-hmm. we go online, we look at the building from satellite, and we determine uh, how much um, we think we can estimate on what we'll find. Now, granted, our estimates are lower than the $33,000, I'll pro- I would probably estimate closer to $25,000, just in case there's some wrinkle, something out there that doesn't conform. So I'll tell the owner, okay, I'm going to save you $25,000. Is it worth spending $500 to save to get a $25,000 depreciation expense? If you're savvy and you understand the time value of money, the answer is always yes. Mm-hmm. So what what's the process there? You know, you say you can do this now with satellite imaging and all of that. Do you still need to have some eyes inside the building? Like, no, uh, did, no? You're just- no because basically what we're doing is we're using our database of tens of thousands of buildings we've looked at. And, you know, our, our, our statistical um, uh, database then takes and it says, okay, Here's a three-bedroom, two-bath home, one story in in, uh, St. Louis. And um, so then we will take 1,500 square feet, and we will take our statistical analysis and we'll tell the IRS, okay, this type of building located in this area is going to, you know, our statistics say this is how much personal property inside, how much land improvements outside. And we also look at the land improvements and we say, okay, there's fencing, there's grading, there's a swimming pool. So that's incorporated in that. And then our statistical analysis will um, perform the study. So we don't have to, um, to, to go out there. And again, I can't quote you the fee because we look at each building separately. Sure. But I would say hundreds of dollars. So people know that this is not a, uh, you know, this is an affordable process. Right. And how quickly does something like this get turned around? Like when somebody is interested in in this type of breakdown? 30 days from when we get all the information in. So by information is I'm going to ask, okay, do you have an appraisal? Uh, Do you have any plans for the building? Now, most of the time for single family homes, the answer is no. 90, 
5% of the time. So, so no. So basically um, what we need to do is we need to get whatever documentation is out there. As soon as I have all that documentation, which doesn't take the, the, the owner of the building long to produce, then 30 days from that, we will deliver the final study. The advantage of using my firm is that we defend our work. Mm-hmm. Now, I know where we're going to go down this road, so I'll just head everybody off right now. I've been doing this a long time. We comply with the ATG, the audit technique guidelines. We have never had any of our work called into audit. Now, we've had the client called into audits for other reasons, and then the, the IRS agent will go, oh, you did a cost segregation. Oh, let's look into that. And they'll look into it and they may have a question. They'll go, oh, how did you get so much um, uh, flooring, vinyl flooring? How did you calculate that? And how did you come up with this, this, this pricing for, for that? And so bottom line, we'll get on the phone with the IRS agent and we'll, we'll tell them this is how we did it. And then usually, well, not usually, every time the answer is, okay, great. Thank you. Hang up the phone. They're done with our, with our study. Mm-hmm. That's the extent of the, the questioning we, we get. They just will not question our work because we have the credentials. Sure. So you, you mentioned if you were planning on doing things with the property, like what, what are you talking about there um, when it comes to if you plan on doing some additional updates? Is that what you're, you were saying? Yes, doing some improvements. So on the full detailed study, engineering-based study, um, that's a minor point. That's not to be, uh, it makes no difference how you, how and when you did the improvements, but for modeling, we can only model improvements if they are done when the building was acquired before it was placed in service. So let's say somebody bought the building January 1st and then September 1st, they did improvements. I can't look at those improvements. I can't look at that $20,000. But let's say somebody bought the building January 1st, they, it was vacant or they, the, the tenants you know, were, um, uh, were moved out and then they spent the $20,000 and then March 1st, they put the building in service. I can look at the $20,000 and, and add it to the basis of the building. So the example I gave you for the $100,000 building basis, I can then look at 120 grand. And, and include the two. But if you do them in separate stages, I can't look at the improvements. Is it the end of the world? No. It just means I can't accelerate the 20,000. And the 20,000 acceleration is not the main nugget. The main nugget is the building core. Um, the one thing I do have to point out and, and let everybody, you know, they, they do have to realize this, is that the modeling study is only to get to point B it is not meant to replace the full engineering study. Hmm. So what, what, do you, what does that mean? It means we are doing only one thing only, and that is accelerating the depreciation of the building. So if anybody wants to get into the nuances of this, you can, when you do improvements, you can, if you throw something out like the countertop, which most people do in value add, The modeling study is not going to give you the amount that you threw in the trash of the countertops. The full engineered study will, but not modeling. Because all we're doing when we model is we're saying, this is how much five-year, this is how much seven-year, this is how much 15-year, and this is how much 27-and-a-half-year go into the building. But we're not breaking out all the components because obviously time is money and we're not putting that kind of time into it. 
So that's all it gets is this accelerated depreciation only. So, you know, another big change that typically happens is when the property changes hands, like does this impact or when can you still take advantage of this if you're like uh, going to sell the property? Okay. Here's, here's the rule of thumb. It's a good question, uh, JD. So there is a component called uh, depreciation recapture. That means the depreciation you've taken through the, through the ownership of the building has to be paid back when you, when you sell the building. So if somebody is, is not going to plan on holding the building at least a year and a half to two years, we would tell them, don't do it. Because by the time you pay me, by the time you put time to get the study done, and then you're going to have to pay some of the um, appreciation we're accelerating back to the government. Forget IRS. It's not worth it. So basically, the year and a half. And, and what are we looking at? We're looking at the time value of money. If I save you um, $10, and let's say your internal rate of return, meaning you can take that $10 and you have a 60% internal rate of return, you still might want to do it. Because if I give you a dollar today and you can double it in those two years, you may say, forget it. I'm, I'm going to still do cost segregation because Joe's given me X amount of money and I'm going to take and buy more property or whatever you want to do with the money. So, so that's what we look at. We look at what you can do, what the investor can do with the dollar if I save him a dollar. But overall, we just feel a year and a half is probably the minimum time for the hold. And if you're going to sell it within, you know, you're a flipper and you're going to sell it in a year and a half. The answer I'd give them is don't do it. Sure. Well, on the flip side, then how about acquisition? Like you haven't been doing this acceleration up until now and uh, you've held the property for a couple of years. Are you still able to take advantage? Yes. So we have two types of studies we do. We have look back studies, which is everything um, purchased um, prior to the current tax year. So right now we're in tax year 2020, people on extension. People who filed May 15th, 17th, sorry, um, their tax year is over. They're done. And so bottom line is this year, 2021 is, is going to be that's what this property would be for if they bought a property in 2021. But let's say you bought a property in 2020, you're still in your current tax year. So let's say you bought a property previous to 2020, 2019. That's a look back study. And again, there's no definitive answer, but my feeling is that we can go back and still give a quality study for about 15 years prior to acquisition. So we're looking at 15 years prior to 2021. We're looking at about 2006. So if you sure. bought the property around 2006, call me up. Let me run the numbers and see if it's worthwhile to go back and do a look back study. Okay. So, you know, uh, this is this is actually something, a, a fairly newer concept to a lot of my listeners, you know, the, the cost segregation. Um, is this a pretty common thing that the IRS is used to? And, or is this going to throw a flag and somebody's going to be, That's you a said, great you, question. <laughs> great question. So here's, here's the deal. When I first started, the number one comment I got is this has got to be a scam. Now, keep in mind that when we do the full detailed studies, I'm saving a lot of my clients millions of dollars. I save some of my big clients $20 million in income taxes. 
So obviously, when you go to a, a, a corporate entity and you say, I'm going to save you 20 million, they go, no way, that's impossible. And then you go through the education process and explain, yes, it's real. That's what exactly the IRS, that's how the IRS wants you to depreciate a building. So now, fast forward to 2021, we're, we're, we, we should be completely over that. This is a scam. Right now, we're into more or less that it, an accountant can't do what we do. So people just don't know about us. They don't know that they can accelerate their depreciation unless their accountant is savvy enough to tell us about that. But as far as the IRS goes, the IRS knows that it's the proper way to depreciate a building. So there's absolutely no pushback, no red flag. It's business as usual for anybody who owns real estate. Um, I would think the IRS probably now would probably wonder why the property owner isn't doing cost segregation. And that may be the red flag for them to look in and see why is this guy not doing cost segregation when his accountant should know that there is cost segregation, but they don't know that companies like mine exist. Well, I would guess that a lot of tax preparers, you know, especially when it comes to real estate investing, they may just not be fully versed on this either. True. Yeah. I mean, I work with accountants. Part of my job is education because there's so many misconceptions like, oh, you you can't go back to prior to 2020. Yes, we can. The, 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 the thing is, too, this is really important. What you do when we do a look back study is um, we're, we're not redoing the, um, the tax return. OK, the IRS, because of that court case, they grandfathered in cost segregation as the only reason to do the change of accounting that's guaranteed approval by the IRS. You don't have to wait for approval. If you do cost segregation and you look back, it's a guaranteed approval and you do not have to amend the tax return. Sure. That's big because amendments are the kiss of death. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the things that I like to do on every episode is giving, give people some actionable items. So if they were looking into doing this type of thing and, you know, you are the low hanging fruit, I mean, why not just contact you directly and I'm going to plug your website again. Um, at ustaginc.com. Um, and like I said, I'll make sure to include that link in the show notes. But if uh, if they were looking at other companies like this, what kind of questions? Do you have like the top three questions they should be asking? Uh, Number one, similar the experience. To the experience yeah. of the partners. And, and here's the, the, the problem I see out there doing it as long as I've been doing it is that just by human nature, what sort of happens is that you get an accounting firm and a lot of accounting firms, the light bulb goes on and they go, oh man, we should be doing this. Okay, but you're accounts, you're not engineers. So mm-hmm. how, do, how could you be doing this? And so they, they get the, the very Ill, you know, ill-equipped, ill-prepared people. They'll, they'll get a, a construction guy. To do the to do heavy lifting, and that won't withstand audit. Mm-hmm. So look at the experience. You want PEs, you want professional engineers behind the scenes who either you know wrote the programs or they basically do the work. So that's number one. Then you want you want the experience of of the of the people. You want to know how many different um, uh, buildings they've done. We've done we haven't counted, but we've done over ten thousand different studies throughout you know our lifetime. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what you want to look for. You want to look for people who are, are, are experienced engineers. The one thing the IRS does not want is to an accountant or the property owner to say, I did it. I did all the work. Tell you right now, you're going to get roasted and you're going to get spit out because the IRS will not accept that kind of work. Yeah. <laughs> so here's well, here's one thing that's important. So when we do our work, because this is the behind the scenes, but I think everybody can understand this. You have to understand that when I have that $100,000 building, all of the building components and their values, which we break out as engineers, are not what you buy a two by four at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Everything that two by four is all tied into how much you paid for the building. And that's a complicated process that that, that most people just don't know how to put the the, the pieces together because how would a, a, a client know? Sure, they can go, they can tell you what a two by four costs at Home Depot. They can't tell you what that two by four cost when it's tied into the building basis. Yeah, and while we're recording this, uh, lumber and some of this stuff is fluctuating pretty ra- crazy right now. Does your calculations take into account that, or is it just kind of a a flat? Here's what we use: we use an IRS approved resource called RS Means. Do you mm-hmm. know them? No. Okay. Well, some of your clients would know who RS Means is. And uh, RS Means and Marshall and Swift, I believe, are the two. We use RS Means and all of our pricing indexes are, are into RS Means. And we have um, up-to-the-date pricing um, based upon all the factors, where the building was located, when it was built, how much was paid, and all of that is all tied into the RS means model. So we don't have to worry about what, what, what the pricing for a two by four has nothing to do with our work. Sure. Okay. Well, this has been very educational. And before I let you go, I want to make sure that we direct everybody to your website again, USTAGinc.com. Uh, make sure you check out the show notes. We'll put that, that detail there, including, I know you're pretty active on LinkedIn too. So we'll probably sneak that link there for people as well. But um, uh, I'll usually end with the, the, my final question. Is there, is there a question you wished I would have asked you here today? JD, you were good. I say, um, I think for, for the first time around, I think we did a pretty good job. I, I think there, there is one small question and, and, or that, but, but it, it's kind of a segue, but I think it's, it's valuable to think about is that we're also involved in energy studies. So if there is somebody out there who's doing value add, meaning they're improving a property, I will tell you because of all of the, the, um, the laws on the books, you cannot do that without buying uh, energy approved um, uh, lighting, HVAC and windows and doors because mm-hmm. Home Depot won't sell them anymore. They only sell what's compliant. And if they're compliant, there is an energy savings, um, uh, another different study, which has to do with energy savings. If you save energy on your building, you can get a tax credit and tax credits are powerful. Sure. So sure. yeah, there you go. Yeah, we probably could do a whole another episode just on that. Um, I, I can imagine. That, uh, would you find that energy savings does that vary by state? No, it, it's a study that has to be done by an engineer, and it's different ma- matrix than um, than cost segregation. So it's an energy savings 
and, and we have to test the building. So therein lies the problem hmm. because the equipment that we use to test the building <laughs> has to pretty much be, be driven to um, the building. Now, sure, we don't necessarily sure. have to do all the buildings, but we at least have to go to Ohio and do one building. So therefore, it's just a cost function is like, you know, okay, we're going to give you um, tax credits. But by the time the engineer gets in his truck and drives over to Ohio, you know, what's the fee going to be? The fee itself is not expensive. It's getting the engineer to that to that place. So obviously, if somebody has 20 buildings, okay, that's a slam dunk. It's going to be worth it. But if you have one or two, then there's a problem. So like maybe you might need to get other in your state who own buildings so we can combine the, the over overhead. Sure. Yeah. Like I said, we probably could spend a whole episode on that. I, I really appreciate your time. This has been a great education around cost segregation and hope you can uh, join me again sometime. I sure can. Thank you, JD. Appreciate it. This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time and tell a friend.